You're listening to a podcast of the Sunday morning message from Grace Christian Church in the city of Cork on the beautiful south coast of Ireland. We hope and pray that it will be a blessing to you. How are we doing? Ah, uh, how are we doing? Good. It's good to be with you here today. Do you want to turn to the person next to you again, just in case you haven't? Say hello. Give them a high five. Are you okay? We all G. Good. Um, hello. <laughs> hello. Um, my name is Dara. You've already seen me today. I just want to say hi to Cafe Church. How are you doing? Give us a roar or a scream or something. They did. Okay. <laughs> They're not alive. Okay. Hi to Cafe Church. Um, my name is Dara. I'm 27. I'm from Cork. I volunteer here in Grace. I do tribe youth. Um, but I also work in the city. I literally just work down the road. I work in um, an online ticketing company and I work in business development, which is just a fancy word for sales and marketing. Um, so that's a bit about me, if, in case you're wondering, who am I? Um, my parents happen to be Tom and Denise, uh, who are the pastors in this church, um, along with Mike. Um, and I, do you know what? It's very easy um, to, to honor my parents when they're here. But my parents are amazing people. Um, who they are at church is who they are at home. They walk the walk. They talk the talk. Um, and it blows my mind that they can come in every Sunday with smiles, no matter what's going on in their lives, and just serve the Lord. Um, but they're resting and they're on holidays. And I just got a text from my mum, not my dad, my mum, saying that she's praying for all of us today. So uh, thank you to Denise <laughs> for that. Anyway, if you are holy and you are taking notes because only holy people do that. The title of my talk today is Chosen to Change. Say it with me. Chosen to? Chosen to? Oh, we're awake. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay. Chosen to Change. Um, God put this on my heart about three weeks ago. It was a Friday night, and God wouldn't let me sleep. Um, And I wasn't doing anything crazy on a Friday night. I was actually at home um, all day working. Um, But God put this few verses on my heart, and I was up till about half four in the morning. Um, And God spoke very clearly to me and said, you need to speak this to my people. So if you are here today and you've been praying to God and talking to God and saying, I need answers to this, I'm searching on this, I pray that God would speak so clearly to you on what you've been praying for. The desires of the heart, the questions in your mind, whatever they are, that God would speak to them. Um, And God has chosen to change certain situations in your life. Amen. But you also... It's not a choice to change. You are chosen to change. God has placed that on your life. So before we start, can we pray? We do that at church sometimes, don't we? That's good. We bow our heads just to concentrate on Jesus. So God, in these few moments that we have together, I pray that you would just speak miracle words in season. Whatever is on people's hearts and minds, that you would just give such clarity to it, that there would be no confusion I ask for your Holy Spirit to come, just anoint this place, bless these people, and we love you and we honor you. We thank you in advance for what you're going to do. We're expectant. And the people of God said, amen. Amen. Okay, you're with me. Fabulous. Okay, we're reading from the book of Ezekiel. Um, So to give you a bit of context to this, Ezekiel is in the Old Testament in the Bible. Um, So this is before Jesus died on the cross, um, and it means that there's old laws, old ways of living. 
Um, and basically God would choose one person in particular to be a prophet that he would speak through. So it's not like today where we can all have the Holy Spirit and God can speak to all of us um, and use us. Um, this guy Ezekiel was that person and he was the person for the people of Israel. And the people of Israel had rebelled even though God had spoke to them very clearly through Ezekiel. Um, and the verses that we're about to read um, is basically a metaphor for the people of Israel. Um, the bones that we're going to read in these verses is literally a metaphor for the people of Israel, that spiritually they were dead, they were far from God. Um, and there was, because of the rebellion, some of them were physically dead. Um, and then the breath that's mentioned in these verses is the Holy Spirit, that God can give life to things that we think are dead. Can I get an Amen. Oh, God is here right now in name. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so if you have your Bible, feel free to take it out. If you don't know buds, you can read on the screen. If you can't read, just listen. It's okay. So, here we go. God grabbed me. This is Ezekiel. God's Spirit took me up and set me down in the middle of a valley filled with bones. He led me around and among them. A lot of bones. So God said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Master God, only you know that. He said to me, prophesy over these bones. Dry bones, listen to the message of God. God, the Master, told the bones, watch this, I love this. Doesn't God say that sometimes in our lives? Say, watch what I'm going to do, just watch this. I'm bringing the breath of life to you and you'll come to life. I prophesy just as I had been commanded. As I prophesied, there was a sound. The bones moved and came together, bone to bone. I kept watching. Sinews formed, then muscles on the bones, then skin stretched over them, but they had no breath in them. He said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man. Tell the breath, God the master says, come breath. Breathe on these slain bodies. Breathe life. So what did he do? So I prophesied just as he commanded me. Then God said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Listen to what they are saying. Our bones are dried up. Our hope is gone. There's nothing left of us. Therefore prophesy. Tell them. When I dig up graves and bring you out as my people, you'll realize that I am God. Amen. I'll breathe my life into you and you'll live. And God says, I've said it and I'll do it. Oh, amen. Ooh, thank you, Jesus. On a different note, who's seen Step Up the movie? Nobody. You're going, Dara, how do you go from that few verses in Ezekiel to Step Up the movie? Anyone ever seen it? Hands up. Okay. Mm -hmm. For those who haven't seen it, Step Up the Movie is um, a bad version of Dirty Dancing. Yeah, we've all seen Dirty Dancing from back in the day. Patrick, what's his name? Sw Swayze. Ooh. Ooh. R.I.P. Anyway, uh, Step Up is this romantic comedy that came out when I was a teenager, 14-year-old girl, um, and it's about dancing, so prime 14-year-old girl stuff. Weak. Anyway... <laughs> A few weeks ago, literally two months ago, I was watching this movie with Megan, yeah? And Megan's one of my best friends. Say hi to Megan. 
Hey. <laughs> I was watching this movie with Megan, and you're like, why is she telling this on a Sunday? What's this got to do with? Stay with me. It'll make sense. We're watching this movie. Yeah, step up. And this guy on the right, his name is Skinny. Okay? Skinny dies in the movie. He gets shot. So we're there watching the movie. It's like a Thursday night, nothing special. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm grand. I'm a bit like my dad. I'm not very emotional as a person. Um, Megan is hysterical crying when he gets shot. Uh, and I'm looking at her going, hmm, very sad, really. It's a movie, like. There's tissues on the other side of the room. And I'm like, I'll grab you a tissue, because that's what friends are for, do you know? I'm not wiping your tears over so fell in a movie. Anyway, I was about to get up and grab the tissues, but Megan goes, no, you're grand, I'll get it. She literally jumps up and lands full force on my left foot. My foot then explodes, and then she goes, the tears start strolling down my face. Emotional then, you're right. And then Megan is, ah! She's crying, screaming at me. And I'm like, no one landed on your foot. It was my foot. Um, and the two of us are just looking at each other going, what am I going to do? Like, No, I'm very holy as a person, as you know. I didn't pray, though. Um, what I did do was I googled how to fix a sprained ankle. My foot exploded, the pain was unreal, um, and I didn't know what to do. I was meant to be going into work the next morning, not happening. I couldn't walk, I tried to get up off the couch, um, and I couldn't get up, and I got a bit of a fright. So I googled how to fix a sprained ankle, figured that it was going to take uh, two to three weeks, called into work. Cut a long story short, I had to work from home for a week. I then went back into work, because the pain was gone in my foot. But I injured myself again. I had no idea how to take care of the sprained foot. I then go to South Dock in the middle of the night one night. The doctor says, you need to go to A&E. You need to get an x-ray. I go get the x-ray. Nothing's broken, praise the Lord, amen. Receive that. But the doctor says, you need to go to a physio. And I go to a physio, and I have to go three times over three weeks, and he says, for two weeks, you're not to leave the house. You're not to do anything. You need to rest. So literally, I'm in the house going on crutches around the house. And in these moments, God spoke to me and said, you need to stop. You need to look around. You need to rest. And what I was frustrated in in that moment was obviously my ankle. I found out I'd torn a ligament in it. But there was this very physical and obvious area of my life that wasn't working. I literally could not walk. But it made me take a look at all of my life and aspects of it that weren't great. Do you know when you have time on your own, you have too much time to think, don't you? Um, and God spoke to me very clearly. He said, Dara, before you even asked me, you asked Google. <laughs> don't we do that in our lives at times? I didn't even talk to God, I talked to Google. I'm not even going to ask for my friend to pray for me. I'll ask Google what's wrong with me. Um, and I really believe today, um, from the verses that we read in Ezekiel, that God is stirring for some of us aspects of our lives, and maybe it's not literally physical, um, but parts of us that are hurt, parts of us um, that we've ignored, parts of us that we think maybe um, are dead situations, relationships, whatever it is. Um, and God's saying, I need you to take a second look. So there's three things um, that we have 
a choice to look at. Are you with me still? Are you having a good time? Hey, good. Let's take a look at them. First of all, number one, choose to trust God when all you see is bones. Uh, In verse one of Ezekiel, of what we just looked at, it says this, God grabbed me. God's spirit took me up and set me down in the middle of a valley filled with bones. Um, I honestly believe this. I think there's times and seasons in our lives where we look around and you're going, God, what are you doing? And for some of us here today, it's God has placed us there. And God is saying, until you look at this issue, until you address it, I can't bring you to what's next. I can't give you that relationship until you deal with what was in the previous one. I can't provide that money for you until you learn how to manage this money correctly. Um, I shared in, in um, the prayer focus about, about my arthritis. So I got diagnosed with it when I was 19. It's cirrhotic arthritis, which is, means um, it's like a skin condition that I have. Um, and then the arthritis, which is a bone condition, means that you have like pains in, in your joints. And a lot of people have it. It's not hugely uncommon. But one thing with it is you can't reverse the damage that's done. And they call it a chronic illness, meaning that you're going to have it for life, basically. Um, so I had it when I was 19, and it went into remission. It went away for a few years. And last October, it came back, and it came back particularly in my left foot. Um, and I was struggling to walk. And um, I went to my doctor. I did bloods and all that. And he basically put me back on this very strong medication that I didn't really want to be on. And I remember being outside the doctor's office um, and God spoke to me and he said, Dara, you're back here again. And I goes, yes, Jesus, I am. I'm back here again. And he said, it's not that you haven't dealt with physically what's happening with you. You haven't dealt emotionally. And he said, I'm bringing you back to this place. And at the time I was 26. So it was seven years later. And in the seven years of me having arthritis, and I'm just being very honest, not once did I ask God to heal me. God brings us back. He doesn't want us to be carrying the bones of before, whether that's emotionally or mentally or physically, or whatever way it is. And sometimes he brings us back, and he's so gracious and kind when he does it. He's unbelievable. He's saying, I need you to deal with this. I need you to deal with emotionally how you feel about it. I need you to deal with, maybe I'm going to have this for life, and maybe God will heal me. And I need you to ask me, God, to heal. You haven't even asked me. And what does it say in the Bible? You have not because you ask not. And I so believe that for people here today. You can look at your situation and you're going, I'm back here again. And for me, it was like seven years later, I'm back here again. And part of God was that what he was saying to me was like, do you want to do another seven years? And I'm like, no, I don't. (laughs) Not at all. But I believe that for some of us, you're in this situation and it's, what is this about? But it's God. And it's God saying, I need you to, to address this issue. I can't give you what's next. I can't let you move on until you come back to this and it's you know it's God but you're in the middle of the valley of bones and all you're seeing is this you can't see anything else 
Brothers and sisters, if that's your situation, can I encourage you, choose to trust God. Choose to trust that he is true to his word, word that he will, he will work out everything that's bad for the good. Amen. Keep on trusting him. Keep firm and watch what he'll do. Amen. That's number one. Number two, choose to always speak life, even if all you can see is dead. Oh, my goodness. God said to the Son of Man, can these bones live? I said, Master God, only you know that. He said to me, prophesy over these bones. Do you know what I think is very funny? I think God is funny. God is literally saying here in this, like God is God. He knows the situation, doesn't he? He's like, can these bones live? Of course they can. But Ezekiel's response is like, I don't know, can they? I don't know. And God does that just sometimes, doesn't he? Can this, can I heal you? I don't know. God, can you? Can I make that fella love you? Mm, I don't know, like, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> oh. Can I provide in that area that you, you can't see anyway? And we're like, I don't know. When God is asking those questions, God knows the answer, but he's asking you. You have a choice to speak life over those situations. And we read in those verses when God spoke, he said to Ezekiel, this is what you need to say. And then what did Ezekiel do? He said, I prophesied over the bones. Three times Ezekiel prophesied. Can I encourage you as well? If God has spoken something about your life and you're not seeing it, all you're seeing is dead in that situation. That relationship is dead. That job is dead. You're in a place that you don't want to be. Maybe you're in this meeting right now and you're like, I don't want to be here. Guess what? We're here. Let's do it together. Um, God wants you here. God wants to use you. But he wants you to speak life over what's dead. Amen? That can be very difficult at times. Um, I shared in my, this week was mad for me. God ought to be always doing something mad when you're taking a step for the Lord, don't you? When you're taking a step of faith. Oh my goodness, this week has been crazy. Um, I shared about my house, yeah? My house that I don't have. Um, but I shared from my prayer focus that I'm, I'm in a position to, to buy a house. And I'm, I'm very aware that not everyone is in that position. I'm very aware that people mightn't have homes at the moment. I'm not trying to be insensitive at all. Um, I'm just trying to use what God has put in my hand um, and honor him with it. Um, but I, I'm looking to buy a house. I'm looking to start that process. But my work situation is delaying it. There's a lot of... Um, red tape, there's a lot of um, signatures that need to come along um, and it's been a delayed for about six months and it's been a very frustrating six months um, for me in that regard with a small f in the scale of things God is good um, we all have areas of our lives that we're frustrated with yeah, um, sometimes that's us and sometimes that's other people and sometimes it's the season of life um, but I was frustrated, and I've been frustrated for about six months. Um, and when God spoke to me about this section, um, I knew I needed to share about this process that I'm, I'm going through at the moment. Um, but I had no resolution. The last six months have stayed the same. The reality is I'm not going to be able to apply for a mortgage. It's, I just can't at the moment. I don't have the sign-off for it. Um, and I was praying Monday in, in preparing this word, and I just said to God, I'm willing to share that even though there's no, there's no answer on it. And talking about these, this stuff, um, I'm very private in my nature. It wouldn't be stuff that I'm 
used to doing. Um, and I prayed Monday night, nothing major, but I said, yeah, Lord, I'm, I'm willing to use it. If God's not done working, I'm not done waiting. And no word of a lie, I walk into work Monday morning. You couldn't make this up. I walk into work Monday morning and I get um, handed a letter and um, basically I've been doing two jobs and I need to sign off on this new job to be able to apply for a mortgage. And I get handed a letter and the team, uh, my manager said, open the letter. It says, thank you much So for your hard work and dedication. Here's a lump sum of cash. Here you go. Um, and it was just God saying, I want you here, you're meant to be here, trust the process, I don't have resolution to it, it's not that I'm able to get a house in the morning, but it was a divine intervention of God saying, stick with the process, continue to speak life over this, and I believe fully, if I didn't speak to, to the Lord on Monday night and say, God, if you're not done working, I'm not done waiting, I don't believe that would have happened. This week, brothers and sisters, for some of you in this room, you're in this, and you're, you're continuing to speak life over what God has told you to, but all you're seeing is dead. I believe this week, particularly for some people, um, God's going to give you divine interventions. God's just going to blow your mind, and you've been waiting, and six months for some of you is nothing. Some of you have been waiting a lifetime. Watch. It's like what God said in the verses before. Watch what I'll do. You just need to trust him. But choose to always speak life, even if all you can see is dead. Amen? Amen. Oh, you're so with me. Yay! Finally, choose to change and stay changed. Oh, my goodness. This is God speaking. When, not if, when I dig up graves and bring you out as my people, you'll realize that I am God. I've said it, and I'll do it. Let me say that again, because that's good. It's good, it stirs my soul up. I've said it, and I'll do it. When I dig up graves. Um, when I was praying for today, I so strongly believe this, um, this section for some people is really about relationships. Um, particularly people that you love, whether that's family, friends, a boyfriend, a girlfriend. Um, I'm not on, when we look at the next part, I'm not on about marriages, just to be clear. Husbands, love your wives, amen? Says you're one who's single. Um, <laughs> wives, love your husbands, amen? Oh, lads. Wives, love your husbands, amen? Oh, my goodness, we have to do some praying on that. God bless us. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm going to stay single another minute, so. Anyway, I hugely believe this next section is about relationships. Um... And particularly about ones that are broken. Yeah, God's spoken very clearly to me on this. Um, and what I'm going to share with you uh, in a minute is, is just a thought from a pastor. But when we look at these verses in Ezekiel um, and God saying, I'm, I'll do it, I've said it, I'll do it. What we see after in the chapters, when if you read on, it shows that the people of Israel who represented the bones um, were restored. God restored them. He breathed his life into them. And they're restored. And then there's a restoration of the temple of God. And it's a new way of life. Um, and sometimes when we make the choice to change, and God is changing the aspects in our lives that we thought were dead, 
it's, sometimes it's very hard to stay changed and not go back to the old. There's people in relationships, and, and that's specifically what God spoke to me on, you can't go back to the old ways. When you're a husband or your wife, you can't go back to being single. You're a husband and your wife. When you're a mother, you can't go back to being not a mother. When you're um, a daughter, you can't not be a daughter. When you're... Um, and that's the same financially, that's the same... Like, you know, there's some situations where God will deliver you financially. You can't go back to spending your money however you want. God delivered you from that financial situation for a reason. You can't go back. That health issue, if God healed you, you can't go back to what you were doing before. God healed you. Amen? Amen. Choose to change and stay changed. Sometimes we get to that new season, that new period of life. You're free. God has set you free. You're not in that grave anymore. But sometimes you're like, hmm... We look at the things previously and we see it with rose-tinted glasses. And specifically, I really believe this, one of it was relationships. Um, and this is the thought that I wanted to bring. This is from a pastor in LA called Chad Veach. His church is Zoe, um, which means abundant life in Greek. And he says this in his sermon called Breaking Up With Broken. Even though God is a God of restoration, amen, not all relationships should be restored. But God wants you to be restored. Sometimes a relationship is harmful, abusive, bad, and the Lord has rescued from it. Amen. Hallelujah. The relationship may not be restored, but you can and you should be. Can I invite the worship team up if they're here? I hugely believe this today uh, for some people in the room. There's relationships for you. Um, and I particularly believe this is family ones. And you're going, what are you doing, God, on this? And you're heartbroken about it. And I believe God wants to speak very clearly to you. What was stolen from you, what was lost, what was taken, he wants to restore in you before he'll ever restore that relationship. Amen? And sometimes that's painful, sometimes that's distance, sometimes that means being on your own. But you're never on your own because you always have the Lord. Amen. You are chosen to change. The aspects of your life that you think are dead and in graves, God wants to change those. You don't need to stay in the grave. God's trying to lift you up out of it. He's trying to do something new in you. Can we close our eyes and bow our heads if we don't mind? I just want to give the opportunity quickly before we pray. I just want to go off what Michael prayed after the worship um, about people watching Jesus from a distance. You're watching God from a distance. There's some people here and you didn't put up your hand and I just want to give that another opportunity. God is so speaking to you right now. Your heart might be beating. You might thinking how is she reading my mind it's, I'm not, it's God, it's the Holy Spirit if you're here and you're going I don't want to watch from a distance anymore I don't want to be doing life on my own anymore I need Jesus, I need God in it. again with just every eye closed and just out of respect and giving another opportunity if that's you, will you just raise your hands
pray together as a community for these people. Can we all repeat after me if you don't mind if you've raised your hand. We're just going to pray to God and we're just going to ask that he becomes a part of your life. So if you're a part of this community and you're comfortable with it, we're just going to pray together. Amen. Amen. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you that you created me, that I am not an accident and there are no accidents in the kingdom of God. I ask you into my life. I don't want to do life alone. I don't want to watch from a distance. I want to be in the middle of whatever you have for me. Make me new. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Can you give a round of applause to those people who praise the Lord? everyone else what can I pray first thing is you can choose to trust God and maybe as we spoke about maybe in our situation maybe it's a relationship maybe it's just a season of life and you're looking around and all you're seeing is bones the first prayer is that you're just praying to God I'm choosing to trust you God even though I can't see any life in this that God would increase your faith amen even though all I can second thing is that you would choose to speak life that God would give you the words to say maybe you know that you're in that valley maybe you know that you're literally all you're seeing is graves but you're saying to God I don't know how to get out of it I don't know what to say you're asking that God would give you the words to say and that you would keep on saying it and that you would keep on waiting no matter how long God is working the final thing is that you want to choose to change that God would help you change and that you would stay changed, that you're not going back to the old. If you feel that any of those are for you, or maybe it's for someone that you love, someone, someone that's not here in this room at the moment, if that's for you, what I'm going to do is invite you up. We're going to do some business with God um, and the worship team is going to say, Amen. Let's take a moment and let's pray to the Lord. Bible talks about that. When one or two are gathered, there my presence is. Pick the prayers back up on the screen if you don't mind. So if you're saying to God, God, I want to choose to trust you. Increase my faith if that's you. Come on up. If you're saying, God, I need you to tell me what to do, how to speak it, you're choosing to speak life. Come on up. Or if you're saying to God, 
I want to change this situation. And that God will help you to change and to stay changed. Please come. wherever you are. Amen. Amen. God, I pray for my brothers and sisters who are saying, God, help me trust you. Help me trust you when all I'm seeing is death. God, I just pray that you would shift something in them internally. Amen. That you would provide them with faith and peace. That even though that all they can see than that. I pray in this moment, God, whatever that situation is, that hurt, those graves that they feel like they're in, that you would give them another insight, another vision. God, I pray to increase their faith in unbelievable ways, that they would have faith to move this mountain in their life. Let them come out of that valley a different person, Jesus. And I pray, Lord, that you would way or you can't see the wood from the trees. I pray God for these people specifically. That you would just give them again just a vision of your purpose and that you're working it out. I pray that this week specifically Lord that you would just give them a glimpse of the changes that you want. I pray that there be just God ordained events where you would just drop these miracles in their lives and that they'd be able to see God is still in this. And if God is not done working, I'm not done waiting. God, we pray that you would give them patience. God, we pray that you would just open up doors. We pray that you would give them people that would just speak words into their lives, that would just show the direction, God. We pray, Lord, that these people would continue to say what you've told them, that they would continue to say it, and that they would believe if God has said it, he will do it. If God has said it, he will do it. And if that's all that you have to say this week, if that's all that you have to remind yourself with, that's what you're going to say. If God has said it, he will do it. It was when he takes you out of the grave. It's not an if, it's a when. It's a timing thing. Trust in the Lord. He's given you the words to say, if I speak it, I will do it. Amen. For those who are saying, I'm choosing to change and to stay changed. I'm not going back.
relationship point of view. And I touched on this about it being families. I believe God wants to say this to some people. I'm not asking people to raise their hands for this at all. But for some of you, the grave that you're in is from the relationship of someone in your family but from your childhood. It's trauma, it's abuse, it's neglect, it's poverty. Whether that's mental, physical, emotional, sexual, there's something that's just been so stolen from you. And you're saying, who am I? I don't know who I am in this area of my life because I've always been this way. It's my memory. I don't know any different. The people who are meant to look after me and care for me and love me did the opposite. God is choosing to change you. You have been chosen. What you are carrying from your childhood, those bags of bones, drop them. God will restore never had God is restoring you are always a child of God he is always your father and he is a good one this process takes time it is not overnight and God would say to you the easiest way to do this you don't have to do anything it's be with me spend time with your heavenly father if that's just sitting there with him God is saying to some people here too the valley that you're looking at is, is yourself you're exhausted and for some people it's exhausted spiritually you're so tired and God is saying I need to give you rest God gives it to you he gives you rest it's not a holiday that you need to go away he's saying I'm trying to give you rest in this season you're saying why am I so frustrated why can't I move out whatever this is, God is saying, I'm trying to give you rest. I'm trying to restore you. So God, for anyone here who's saying, I'm choosing to change and to stay changed, help us not to look back at what was. Help us to stay present. Help us to learn to be at peace at whatever that you're doing with us and in us. God, we thank you. We thank you that we can always come back to you. That we can always say sorry. 
that you always take us with arms wide open. So God, for anyone here who has chosen today to trust you, to speak life over what is dead, and to have chosen to change and to stay changed. God, we pray that it would just be miracles this week. Amen. Amen. You can return to your seats. Thank you very much. Can we just pray as a community before we finish up for this week? Maybe today you're saying, Dara, that word is not for me. That's okay. God still wants to bless you. Amen. So if you're open to it, we're just going to close as a community. If you raise your hands to heaven, and we do that just as a sign of surrender to God. God, it's your world, your life. For me, do whatever you want. And also just to receive from God. We're just going to pray for this week. God, I pray for every single person in here who has breath in their lungs. That this week would just be a blessing. God, we pray that you would just provide, that you would uh, take away any drama, any stress any mental strain um, that people who are working this week would have unbelievable favour in work uh, we pray for people who are at home this week with the kids and the family that it would be enjoyable we pray for good weather we pray for good times and until we meet again keep us safe and the people of God said 